0: And praise and worship, of course, prepare our hearts for the word. And uh, the revelation was so strong this morning that Jesus, you know, when we read Jesus in the Bible, when we read Jesus, we see him. We don't just read. We don't just read. We see, behold, the Lamb of God. So Jesus is the soul of heaven. You know, when we talk about the rapture, when we talk about going to heaven with the Lord, all of us, we are on a journey. We're walking closer and closer to heaven. We're going up, all of us. We are on a journey that's going upward, not downhill. And uh, during this time where every one of us is being transformed into the beautiful soul of heaven, And what you take to heaven is not going to be the ugly side of you. Before you reach heaven, there'll be such a washing. There'll be such a purging. And it's the regenerated side of you that is in the image of Jesus that will reach heaven. That's why when you reach heaven, you are and you will become a beautiful soul. Just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. And that is by the grace. That is by the grace of God. How many of us want grace? How many of us want grace? Grace is given to the humble. If you want grace, the Bible talks about grace upon grace. Favor upon favor, I want more, more, more of grace. Lift up your hands, more of grace, more of grace, more of grace. Then I become more and more humble, more and more humble, more and more humble. The grace of divine health and healing. The grace of divine health and healing. Divine health and healing is not something that we can earn, but it's what we can get by the grace of God. If you have read the book of Revelation, the four horses, the four horsemen of the book of the apocalypse, the first horseman, the horse is white and it's the liar. It's the lying spirit that you can now see manifesting all around you. With that cancel culture, with the woke culture, it's happening all around us. The lies and the deception of the first horseman, the one who is riding in white. The second horseman, the one who is riding on a red horse. It's the devil's weapon of violence and wars. Wars within our relationships. Wars among communities. Wars between nations to take away our peace. To take away the individual personal peace. The peace of the home. The peace of the families. The peace of the church. The peace of the nations. The peace of the community. The third horse, the black one, the black one is the force of poverty. The demonic weapon of poverty to steal, to make everyone poor, to make every nation to become a welfare state, to reduce you to become a welfare person with no power to obtain wealth don't even have the motivation to obtain wealth, but to just depend on somebody to give you something so that you can eat, so that you can survive. The last horse, the horse that has the color that looks like death, that looks like sickness, it's pale, it's lifeless. It's the devil's weapon of sickness and disease. And what follows that horse is hell. It's the spirit of death followed by hell. Working together with the beasts of the earth, we've heard about sicknesses, we've heard about diseases that come from The animals, the swine flu, the bat sicknesses. And you can see that manifesting in our midst right now. And that's why the church needs to be strong like never before. Every Christian needs to rise up like never before. And strength comes in measure. Strength comes in measure. Faith comes in measure. Grace comes in measure. And the more you want, more will be given to you. But if you don't ask, you will not have. If you don't desire, you won't be given. If you don't hunger and thirst, you will be where you are. And what you have, the word of God says, will be Taken away from you. The grace of divine health and healing. If you look at Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10. The grace of divine health and healing. There's a lot of people looking for health and healing. There's a lot of people looking for healing. A lot of people being intimidated, threatened by sickness, by disease. How many of you know that health is wealth? Health is wealth. The minute you lose your health, you lose your wealth. You lose the ability to make money. Which is your means of exchange living on the earth. Everybody needs money to live. Either the money you make or money comes from the government. Or money that you beg for people to give to you. God is the one who gives us the power. The health. The mental health. The emotional soundness to make wealth. The devil's weapon is sickness, poverty, bondage. Sickness, poverty, bondage. God's weapon is health and healing. Prosperity and dominion. For those who would take them. Go after them with everything that you have. Health. 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 Prosperity. Dominion. Luke chapter 10. Jesus said unto his disciples. How many disciples do we have here? Lift up your hands. Revelation is given to the disciples. A convert must become a disciple. You will get nothing if you just stay a convert. You'll be continually bullied by the devil. Jesus said unto his disciples, I saw, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, a second time, behold, see, I give unto you, referring to his disciples, power to tread on serpents and scorpions. How many people that you know and I know are afraid of devils, afraid of attacks, afraid of sickness and disease, afraid of thieves and robbers? But Jesus said, I give unto you power if you would pay the price to be a disciple. If you would pay the price to be a disciple. The price to be a disciple. I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions because they are under your feet. And over all, say with me, all. All the power of the enemy, you can't save the devil, you have to cast them out. So many Christians, foolish Christians, trying to save devils. You can't save devils, you cast out devils. Over all the power of the enemy, you need to discern who is your enemy and who is your friend. The thoughts that talk to you, the spirit that talk to you, who is talking to you, your friend or your enemy, there's an enemy to your spirit, to your soul, and to your physical body and to your finances. Of all the power of the enemy and nothing, come on, say with me, nothing. Nothing. One more time, nothing. nothing. Nothing includes the food that you eat. Nothing includes the bacteria, the germs, the virus. Nothing includes everything that you are allergic to. Jesus said it. I believe it. And that settles it. There's no room for argument. No room for debate. I want him to change my experience. I want him to change my experience. I refuse to allow my experience to dominate my thinking. To be transformed by the renewing of our mind. You get what you think. You get what you believe in. So I want him to change my thinking, which will change my experiences. Amen. Nothing. Go to Mark chapter 7, Mark chapter 7, verse 15, Mark chapter 7. One more time, we see the same word. What is that word? Come on, tell me, what's that word? Nothing. Nothing. One more time, nothing. Nothing shall by any means hurt you nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile or harm him. Now, Jesus is not talking about your spirit. He's talking about your body. He's talking about going to the toilet. Your spirit doesn't need to go to the toilet. So don't try to spiritualize it, okay? There is nothing from outside a man entering into him that can harm him. But the things which come out of him Those are they that harm the man. Listen to verse 16. If any man have years to hear, let him hear. Where do we find this scripture repeated in the Bible? The book of Revelation. So this is a very powerful scripture. Say with me, I have years to hear what the Spirit Is speaking to me. One more time. I have years to hear what the Spirit is speaking to me. Would you like the Holy Spirit to warn you against accidents when you're driving? Lift up your hands if you do. Would you like the Holy Spirit to tell you ways to make money? Lift up your hands if you do. So do you want to hear Him? Do you want to hear Him all the time? All the time. What's the price that we need to pay in order to hear him? Spend time with him. Spend time with him. Sing unto him. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship. You enter into his presence. You enter into his fellowship, and the allergy leaves you. The migraine headache goes. All the troubles in your head leave. Christianity is not task oriented, Christianity is relational. Relational. Relational, relational, spending time with God, listening to him, worshiping him, listening to him. Let's go to verse 17. When he was entered into the house from the people, uh, let's skip that. Let's go to verse 18. And Jesus said unto his disciples, are you so thick, (laughs) so dense? Without understanding? Do you not perceive? So when you read the scripture, you say, Lord, I understand. Lord, I perceive. Teach me. Show me. Show me wonders out of your word. Give me miracles from your word. Oh, God. That whatsoever thing from outside of him enter into the man, it cannot harm him. Come on, continue verse 19. Because it does not enter into his heart, but only into his belly. And then it goes out into the toilet. Why? Because God has put a purging system on the inside of you. And that's why Jesus said that if you eat anything toxic in Mark chapter 16, it will not hurt you. So, three times, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Second time, here, nothing from the outside entering into you can hurt you because you would pass it out. God has put a purging system. On the inside of you, and the third time Jesus said that even if you eat any deadly thing, drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. There is so much power in you that you can lay hand on the sick and transfer that healing power, and they shall recover. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if you continue with that, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, spiritual adulteries as well, fornications, murders, 21, 22, thefts, covetousness, I want what he has, I want what she has, wickedness, deceit licentiousness, an easier understanding, an evil eye, a critical spirit, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and that's what harm or defile the man. So how do I get into divine health? How do I get into divine healing? I hold on to this truth, which Jesus gave me so, so graciously when I got born again as a new Christian. I hold on to it. I hold on to the truth. Yes, I hear left, right, and center. It's the food that you eat, it's the air that you breathe. That's why you've got allergy. The doctor said to me, We can't help you because you're allergic to something in the air. But the Holy Spirit healed me. No more allergy. I couldn't stop breathing. And the Holy Ghost healed me. The allergy was completely gone. Every every sickness and disease is a spirit of oppression. It's a spirit of defilement. That's why Jesus used the word defile. It's a spirit of oppression, a spirit of affliction, a spirit of defilement that seeks to defile you, to hurt you, to harm you, to discourage you, to make you not believe in the word of God but believe in medical science. I'm not against medical science, when medical science cannot be greater and higher than God. I think we're living in the times and the days that God is showing you and proving to you what medical science cannot do. So haven't we woken up to the reality of how much we need Him? Jesus said, men do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's revelation, 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 revelation feeds you. Revelation heals you. Revelation blesses you. Revelation provides for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hold on to this spiritual truth. Sickness is from sin. It's not from a foreign body. It's not from germs, virus, bacteria, sicknesses. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. We all know this scripture by heart. The wages of sin is... What's the meaning of the word wages? Wages. What you earn. What you earn. Because sin is what you do. Sin is what you do. So what you earn from sin is death. So when we talk about death, we're talking about what leads to death. Sickness that leads to death. Weakness that leads to death. Mental problems that leads to death. Depression that leads to death. Or of those destructive elements that lead to death. The wages of sin is death. When we talk about death, we're talking about two deaths. The same way that we need to be born twice. And every person will die twice. I'm talking about those who are not born again. They will die physically and they will die eternally. Which is called the second death. So that's why every Christian must be born twice. Your natural birth and your spiritual birth. Very real. So sin is in the fallen human nature. Sin is generational. Sin started from Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 3. And that's why sickness has become common, has become generational, believed upon. And accepted, yet very much feared. And the Bible says that fear has torment, and he who fears is not made perfect in love. When you can't really believe that God loves you, yes, you sing. You sing and you sing, God loves me, God loves me. But in reality, do you really believe that he loves you? He loves you, he'll take care of you. He loves you, he will heal you. he loves you, he'll give you a job. he loves you, he will provide money for you, like a good husband does with his hus- uh, with his wife, like good parents do with their kids. So how can we cannot assist the provisions of God? Why? Because it's by grace we are saved. that's the channel, that's the Holy Spirit through faith, through faith, through faith. Come on, say with me, by grace, grace, grace. through faith. faith. One more time, by grace, grace. Through through faith. So the only cure, what's the cure for sin? Since it's generational, since it's common, since it's across the, you know, across the board. When I read just now, what did we read just now? Um, Mark chapter 7, the last verse 23. You know, foolishness. I've been foolish at times. Foolishness. Unbelief. It's just simple foolishness. That's why we need to be washed. We need to be cleansed. We need to worship him. Because we cannot stay without his grace. I can't keep myself. I need his grace to keep me. I remember when I first got born again, I was so scared of losing my salvation. I was so scared. I said, Lord, please keep me. Don't ever allow me to lose this. So what is the cure to sin? divine grace because we haven't even heard of the blood of Jesus before we got saved it's by grace you and i were saved so the only cure the only cure for sin is divine grace because without grace our spirit soul and body they're all heading towards death both physical and second death. The only rescue is grace. Let's go to 1 John 4.19. 1 John 4.19. Because sometimes, you know, we are a word of faith church. We know so many scriptures. We know how to pray. We can... you know, And we forget. <laughs> it's by grace. The very fact that we know those scriptures by heart is because of the grace of God the very fact that we can pray is because of the holy spirit who is the spirit of grace and, up and supplication the very fact that we can fast is because the holy spirit has given us the grace to fast the very fact that we can forgive is because the holy spirit is the grace of forgiveness and unconditional love if you look at 1 john chapter 4 verse 19 this is such a powerful scripture can you read this together with me one Two, three. We love him because he first loved us. Pastor Dora, how come I can't love God as much as you do? More grace. How come, Pastor Dora, I want to love God more, but I find it so hard. I want to pray, but I don't get any prayers. The spirit of grace and supplication. Grace upon grace. Grace upon grace, grace upon grace, grace upon grace. The Holy Spirit is the grace that gives us the love to love God. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't even love him. We can't, simply can't. You can fake it, but it's not there. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of love. And the same love that loves you, the same love that saves you, is the same love that will heal you of all of your sicknesses and all of your diseases by grace through faith. If you look at Romans chapter 6 verse 23 again, Romans 6:23. For the wages of sin is death. We talked about that one. Thank God for but. <laughs> Thank God for but. But the gift of God is eternal life. If you highlight the word life and click In the Strong's Bible The word life is the word zoe Zoe Which means The absolute life of God In his fullness So what do I receive When I get born again I receive the life of Jesus What is in me The life of Jesus The beautiful soul of heaven. Because remember, God is a spirit. But Jesus came to show us what a beautiful soul is like. He is the soul of heaven. He has given you, when you got born again, the life of God. Let me ask you a question. Will there be any sickness, any disease in the life of God? Come on, answer me. Will there be any sickness, any disease in the life of God? No. 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 Hold on to this truth. Hold on to this truth. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 29 calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Grace. The spirit of grace. The spirit of grace. Lift up your hands with me and say, Thank you, Holy Spirit. For your grace that you have given to me. And working in my life. When we talk about divine health. When we talk about divine healing. Go back to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. The reason why I show you so many scriptures, I could have preached without giving you any scriptures. I don't want to, because I want to give the word of God a chance, a time to talk to you. If you look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, the last part of that verse, and breathed, and breathed. Who is that? Who is that? who is that the holy spirit breathed into his nostrils the breath of life so who is the breath of life who is the breath of life who is the spirit of healing who is the spirit of health the holy spirit who gave jesus the body The body of Jesus conceived by the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. The Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken your mortal body. Don't you think that quickening of the Holy Spirit is more powerful than any tablets, any medication, any injection of vitamin D, injection of whatever vitamin? The breath of God that created life to begin with. Come breathe upon me. Breath of God, breathe upon me, sweet spirit of the Lord. That's how you get your healing. That's how you get your continual health, rejuvenation, quickening. The breath, the spirit of life. Let me ask you, the first man that God made, what's his name? Come on. Answer me. Adam, how long did he live even after the fall? How long did he live? 930 years. We're talking about a mortal body. 930 years. When did God say I have to cap it now? God said, I will no longer strive. The word strive means struggles. Wow, Pastor Dora, you're saying that God struggles? Yes. Jesus said that he had to endure the contradiction of sinners against himself. Remember? The spirit met Saul on his way to Damascus. What did the spirit say? What did Jesus say? Saul, Saul, why? Persecutest thou me. The contradictions of sinners against God himself. God said, I don't want to keep struggling with these people because they are so carnal. I'll I'll give them a time span. And God limited the time span of a man to how? 120 years. 120 years. That's how God marked our longevity. 120 years. So how come there are people that die 60, die 70, die 80? Why? Because in our generation, 60. You think of yourself, oh, 80. Oh, very. Oh, 90. Senile. Because we don't go by the word of God. We go by what people say around us. I repent of it because how come I've exalted the word of man over the word of God? Think about this yourself. So that's how much physical strength or power that God had put on the inside of us in our body. Okay? So when, we, so when, God, said, when, when God said, I'm no longer striving, I'm not, no longer struggling, So he came up with an answer. What's his answer? Just now I told you. What's the cure for generational sin? Tell me. Come on. You're listening. I'm helping you with your brain. (laughs) What's the cure? Divine grace. So God said, I would send my son. And through Jesus the grace would be given to redeem them from being carnal and natural to being spiritual and heavenly. That's when Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again. Everyone needs to be born again To live forever in eternity. And that's the grace. Who is the saving grace? Can you tell me? Who is the saving grace? Who is the saving grace? Who is the saving grace? It's the Holy Spirit. Let me help you to clarify. Jesus is the life. Jesus is the Lamb of God. He is The sacrifice on the altar. He is the substitution. The Bible says that when he was beaten, when he was nailed on the cross, his whole body became so marred, so disfigured that he did not even look like a man. How many of you have watched a movie, The Passion of Christ? And do you find that movie very gruesome? You magnified that maybe a thousand times. It's written in Isaiah that Jesus became so disfigured, so marred, not only by the weepings and the and the beatings of the German uh, not German, the, the Roman soldiers. Remember every sin was laid upon him. Every sin was laid upon him. And what's the result of sin? Come on, you tell me. Before death. Sicknesses. Diseases. Sicknesses. Diseases. Every sickness, every disease was upon the body of Jesus. That's why we can have the divine exchange you give him your sin he gives him your he gives you his healing and health you give him your sin he gives you your healing and health you give him your sin of unbelief he gives you the reality of health and healing jesus is the substitution the holy spirit is the spirit that imparts that substitutionary grace into the believers. Can you see the difference? Jesus is the life. The Holy Spirit is the spirit that imparts that eternal life, that sway, that substitution, that health, that healing into your body. That's why we sing that song. You touch me. Oh, you touch me. How many people were healed by the touch of Jesus in the Gospels? Remember how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So it's the touch, the touch that brings the healing is the touch that drives away every spirit of affliction, oppression. But if you don't hold on to the truth that I shared with you in Mark chapter 7, you would think, oh, because my body has got this and that and got this and got that and got this and got that. You get into men's logical reasoning. You get into the medical science logical reasoning. You're into another realm. How many of you know what I'm talking about? We're talking about divine health and healing. We're talking about the healing that comes into your body, like how I got healed of every sickness and every disease I had. And not only had God healed my body, he had changed my life. Just like some of you sitting here. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now I want to give you a very, very important scripture. Go with me to First Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15. So Jesus bought our health and our healing by his own sin-ridden, pain-tormented body. So let me ask you, since he had allowed himself to be cursed and be ridden with sin, and be ridden with sicknesses and diseases, would you receive your healing? Since he had sacrificed himself with all the sufferings and torments, would you receive your healing? Answer me, church. Would you receive what he suffered to give to you? Is any prize too great to follow him? One more time. Is any prize too great to pay to follow Jesus? To serve him? No. Let me ask you a very important question. Do you love Jesus? More than your children? Do you love Jesus more than your children? What's the price that Abraham had to pay? Isaac on the altar. Do you love Jesus more than your grandchildren? Ask yourself those questions. What's the meaning of the word idol? Anything that is exalted over and above God. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse forty-two. That's how the Holy Spirit would talk to you. How do I know that the Holy Spirit is talking to me? Every time after he had spoken to you, you notice that you become more and more holy. You become more and more sanctified. You become more and more consecrated. That's how you know that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you. And he will never tell you to do what you cannot do. He will never tell you to do what he doesn't do it together with you. If you read the Bible, if you, how many of you have read the account of Samson? What happened? He didn't go to the gym. <laughs> he wasn't born a man with muscles, you know. No. What happened? The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him and affected his body and gave him physical strength that he had never dreamt of before. The strength that is beyond a normal human being. That's why he knew. That's why after he had sinned, when he was, you know, blinded, he, I mean, that's just a physical manifestation. He sinned because he was blinded spiritually. And so he asked, could you please put me between these two pillars of this temple? And then he prayed. And then he prayed. And then he prayed. The spirit of grace and supplication came upon him. The spirit of grace and supplication came upon him. And he asked, Lord, give me your strength one more time. Give me your strength one more time. I want to fulfill my calling, my mission. And he killed more Philistines at that moment than he had ever killed them before his death. If you think that being a Christian is hard, go back to the early church. Go back to the Hebrews. It was never easy to be a Christian. Never. A Christian is always the minority. A Christian is always the minority, and that's why we need grace. We can never make it without grace. The Israelites could never have made it without grace. And the reason why they had become so bad was because they turned to idols and lost the grace. And the church, grace, the early church. They threw the Christians into the arena to be eaten by lions. Grace. Martyrdom is grace. Courage is grace. Boldness is grace. Without grace, it's like Peter betraying Jesus. Without grace, this body would betray our master. It's easy. Grace. So if you look at 1 Corinthians, so what is health and healing? Come on, answer me one more time. What is health and healing? It's the grace of God. One more time. What is grace? Oh, sorry. What is health and healing? The grace of God. If you look at 1 Corinthians, can I have your attention? Just to finish with this. So also is the resurrection of the dead. Okay, this is talking about the body. The body is sown in corruption. That means the body can deteriorate, can decay like vegetables. It's sown in corruption. It is raised. Come on, say it with me: raised in in corruption. It is sown in dishonor, dishonor, carnal, carnality. It is raised in glory. It is sown in Weakness, it gets weak, it gets weak, it gets sick, it gets tired, it gets retarded. Sown in weakness, it is raised in power. So let me ask you, our bodies, don't you think that our bodies need to be quickened and raised? All the time. When we worship, when we praise, our bodies are being quickened. When we read the word of God, our bodies are being quickened. Mental health gets better and better. Intelligence sharper and sharper. Memories better and better. I am the apostle Paul who wrote almost two-thirds of the New Testament. What did he say? He said, I am who I am by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Can we continue? It is sung a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. So let me ask you, Christians, once you are born again, let me ask you, are you a living soul? Remember when God made Adam, the spirit breathed into his nostrils, Genesis, and he became, it became a living soul, not a living spirit. It became a living soul. Anybody, every human being is just a living soul. And that's why Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again. So that you are not just a living soul, but you are a raised spirit. You are not just a living soul. You are a born again spirit. You are a born again spirit. Come on, say it with me. I am a born again spirit. One more time. I'm a born-again spirit. You are a speaking spirit. Your spirit speaks. That's prayers. That's your power. Remember we talked about just now, what are the three weapons of the devils against us? Number one. Number one. The weapons of the devils. Come on, speak out. Sickness. Number two. Poverty. Number three, bondage. So how do you destroy that bondage? By exercising dominion. What has God given us? Health and healing. Prosperity. Dominion. Speak the word only. Your servant shall be healed. If my stomach has any problems, In the name of Jesus, I bind you, you foul spirit of affliction. Get out in Jesus' name. What do you do? Believe with your heart. Confess with your mouth. So say with me, I'm a speaking spirit. Amen. It's very, very important. So the word raised was used four times. The word raise means to awake from a mortal death. To awake from mortal death. And that's why Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again. Let me finish with this. Just now we read in uh, verse 43, it is song in weakness. So, a mortal body has a lot of weakness. Raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Well, Pastor Dora, I have to wait till I die to get a spiritual body. No. No. Your body is spiritual because the Holy Spirit touches you. Your body is spiritual because Jesus said men do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Your your body is spiritual because why? It will be raptured. Your body is spiritual. Why? Because you can lay hand on the sick and they shall recover. A very important question that I'm going to ask you is that after you have been born again, after you have become a Christian, does the Holy Spirit just come upon you because you have a special assignment and then leave you? I need you to lay hand on the sick, so I'll anoint you. You lay hand and I'll leave you after you're finished. Is that true? Is that true? What did Jesus say? I will never leave you nor forsake you. So the Holy Spirit, where does he live? Where does he live? Where does he live? That makes your body spiritual. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and He lives on the inside of you? So, how can your body be sick? Health and healing is our divine inheritance. It is our inheritance. You live in the reality of your salvation. The reality that you are a child of God. The reality that you are a speaking spirit. The reality that you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. And you don't allow that spirit of fear. That spirit of fear. That threatens you and torments you with sickness and disease. And you hold on to what Jesus said. Nothing, absolutely nothing, shall by any means hurt you. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.